Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. This week in conference, we discussed a case of metformin-associated lactic acidosis, or MALA. This isn't a common presentation, but it is bread-and-butter toxicology. We figured we'd dive in on this case. The patient in question was a 55-year-old man with diabetes who presented with shortness of breath and abdominal pain. The patient stated he had some generalized malaise, as well as a bunch of episodes of non-bilious, non-bloody emesis. Overall, the patient looked moderately ill. He was tachypnic, tachycardic, and his mucous membranes were dry. His abdomen was diffusely tender, but without rebound or guarding. Cardiac and pulmonary examinations were unremarkable. Now, there's a lot in there to unpackage in this presentation, but I want to start with the shortness of breath with clear lungs. We've discussed this on past episodes, but the differential diagnosis of shortness of breath and clear lungs is pretty short. ACS, PE, anemia, pericardial effusion, metabolic acidosis, pulmonary hypertension, or, and you're not going to get to this until later on, anxiety. In these patients, bedside ultrasound can be very helpful in looking for that effusion or the presence of right heart strain, and of course, you can look for DVT as well if indicated. In our patient, a smattering of labs were ordered, including a VBG, which demonstrated a pH of 6.8, a bicarb less than 5, and a lactate of 22. The basic metabolic panel later came back confirming the low bicarb and also demonstrated an AKI with a creatinine of 5.5 and an anion gap of 45. The VBG tells us the patient has an anion gap metabolic acidosis with a respiratory alkalosis. This combination is what causes the patient to be short of breath and tachypnic. The patient was known to be on metformin, which helps push us towards the diagnosis of MALA given those laboratory values. The other thing that helps us here as well is that lactate of 22, pH of 6.8, and the fact that the patient's not dead. Usually when you have a pH of that level with that high a lactate, you're dealing with a very, very ill patient or maybe something like a post-seizure. Given that this patient didn't have a seizure and they're on metformin, all of this information directs us towards the diagnosis of MALA. Patients with metformin-associated lactic acidosis typically present with abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting, as well as malaise. Alteration of mental status is common, and these patients will often have multi-system organ dysfunction. There are a number of risk factors for developing it, including advanced age, higher doses of metformin, dehydration, and renal failure since metformin is excreted renally. The classic lab findings are a high anion gap metabolic acidosis, as well as a high lactate as we see in our patient. The key is going to be in recognition. Any patient on metformin who presents with nausea and vomiting or abdominal pain should be considered for this diagnosis. From there, the labs, the blood gas, and the basic metabolic panel will get you the diagnosis. Now that we've reached the diagnosis, let's talk about management. Since most of us don't manage these cases on a regular basis, a call to your local poison center is critical. Your tox consultant will be integral in helping to guide your management as well as that of the ICU. Most of the treatments focus on supportive care. IV crystalloids are going to be needed as these patients will typically have a significant pre-renal AKI. Giving a balanced solution makes sense and many tox consultants recommend a bicarb infusion secondary to the patient's impaired buffering capacity at extremely low pHs. Now, we don't have great data telling us that a bicarb infusion is going to fix these patients, but that is the recommendation. If the patient took a frank overdose in the last two hours, you can consider charcoal, but remember that if the patient isn't protecting their airway, this intervention can go sideways quickly. 
Most resources and tox consultants recommend hemodialysis, particularly in patients with significant AKI and in those with significant acidosis. Dialysis can remove some of the metformin from the system, but more importantly, it's going to help to clear the lactate and help to fix the acidosis. It often needs to be continued for considerable periods of time in order to do these things. Part of your resuscitation here is going to be placing a hemodialysis catheter and getting your dialysis team on board immediately. Hemodialysis is the life-saving intervention in these cases. Mortality in MALA can be upwards of 50%, so we have to recognize the disease quickly and treat it aggressively. Before we wrap up, let's hit some take-home points. In patients with shortness of breath and clear lungs, consider metabolic acidosis with respiratory alkalosis as a potential cause. Suspect MALA in any patients on metformin who present with abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting, and or altered mental status. Patients with MALA will have a low pH, a high anion gap metabolic acidosis, and high lactate levels. Call your tox consultants to assist with management, which will focus on fluid resuscitation with isotonic bicarbonate and dialysis. Well, that's all for the CoreEM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks, and see you all next week.